Though I joke about like, this is the way God intended the bookshelves to be organized. I don't really think that. When people see mine and they're like, I can't find a book that way. I'm gonna be like, well, then don't organize it that way. Just don't judge me for organizing that way because everyone has to do what works for them. It's not really about like this perfect rainbow system. It's about how would I most easily find a book? And in some weird way my brain works, this is how. Hey readers, I'm Ann Bogle, and this is What Should I Read Next, episode 113. Welcome to the show that's dedicated to answering the question that plagues every reader. What should I read next? We don't get bossy on the show. What we will do here is give you the information you need to choose your next read. Every week, we'll talk all things books and reading and do a little literary matchmaking with one guest, or at least that's most weeks. Today, we have a special episode for you. I asked our podcast listeners about how they organize their bookshelves, and today I'm sharing their ideas with you. Some readers even provided photos of their methods, and those are all in the show notes on the podcast site at whatshouldireadnextpodcast.com slash 113. We have a lot to cover today, and I totally mean that as a good thing. We're sharing some methods I'm sure you're familiar with. Genre and color came up again and again. I'm surprised at how popular color is as an organizational method. Some methods I expect will surprise you because they sure surprise me, as did the many, many interesting and specific designated shelves you all have created in your personal collections. And at the end of today's episode, I'll tell you about my own shelves. Organizing those has been quite a journey. Let's start with Allison, who organized by genre, but who also tells us about a highly personal shrine she's created on her shelves. Hi, Anne. This is Allison in North Carolina. Like many readers, I group my books by genre. So classics are on one shelf, psychology books on another shelf. The mysteries and thrillers are grouped together. Actually, they're in a box in the closet right now because I've run out of shelf space. But what I really want to tell you about are not my shelves, but a special book case. This bookcase contains all my World War II books. Most of them are historical fiction, but there's some memoir and biography and some nonfiction. And within the bookcase, I've subcategorized them by region. So there's Western Europe, Eastern Europe, the Pacific Theater, the concentration camps, and the U.S. home front. Sprinkled throughout are photos of my family members who've served in World War II, as well as some artifacts from the period. Gretchen Rubin talks in one of her happiness books, I think it's Happiness at Home, about making a shrine in your home to something that's of special interest to you. And I guess that's what this bookcase is for me. I walk past it several times a day, and just seeing the titles inspires me as I think of the courage and perseverance of the people who lived during that difficult time. It gives me hope. I love her idea, and I think many of us can relate to running out of shelf space. Although we heard from some of you who keep your collection small on purpose. Here's Angie talking about hers. Hi, Anne. My name's Angie Six, and I'm from Indianapolis, Indiana. When we moved into our home four years ago, I was thrilled that we had a full wall of a beautiful built-in bookshelves. Now, I buy very few books. I get most of my books from the library or read them on Kindle. But even though I have this big, lovely built-in that could hold hundreds of books, I still only buy a book that I've read and loved or that is written by a beloved author. So each book on my shelf is super special to me and has a story. And each shelf is carefully curated with books and photos and trinkets that bring me lots of happy memories. I may not have a lot of books, but the ones I have on my shelves have earned their spot and they mean so much to me. April also organizes by genre because she's a mood reader. Here she is explaining her method. Hi, Anne. My name is April Overall, and I live in Ottawa, Canada. I love organizing my books. I organize my books by genre, 
And I do that because I'm most definitely a mood reader. So I've got a bookshelf just for my horror books. Uh, I have a bookshelf for my thrillers and, of course, my historical fiction and contemporary. And I've even found myself breaking it down even further. So with historical fiction, for example, I've started categorizing my books like I have World War II historical fiction now and I am trying to convince my husband that we need bigger and better bookshelves, of course. And when we get those, my aim is to, at least with historical fiction, categorize it by date. So I want to go way back to biblical times and move all the way up to World War II. So that is my aim. And this really works for me because I, I as I said before, I'm definitely a mood reader. I like to go to my shelves and just stand in front of them and allow myself to pick up what is just calling out to me. And I just find that so much easier when I know what genre we're talking about. So that is how I organize my books. I've also found it really helpful because I have a channel on YouTube called Getting Higa With It. And that is incredibly helpful when I'm trying to talk about a book and I want to pull it down from my shelf and it's easy to find. I think that if I had categorized it by color or something, I would be a big old mess in my mind and I'd get really confused. Although it's so beautiful, I love those color-coded bookshelves that everyone seems to have in, you know, magazines and that kind of thing. They're they're stunning. But for me, it's really about practicing and mood. Yeah, so that is how I organized my books. I really relate to April needing to easily put her hands on her books because of her booktube channel. She does a great job on getting Higo with it. I love her videos and we'll put a link in the show notes so you can check those out. Lindsay also organizes her books with a specific end in mind. She recommends lots of books to lots of friends and wants to easily match the right book with the right reader. But first, she mentions that she groups her books in a way that proved to be really popular with What Should I Read Next listeners, much to my surprise. Hi, Anne. This is Lindsay from Oshkosh, Wisconsin. And let me tell you about how I organize my books. I have been collecting books for as long as I can remember, honestly. And the thing that I found that works the best for me is I have a shelf dedicated just to the books that I haven't read yet. That shelf may or may not be overflowing, but I know I need to get to those books. And then my shelf with all of the books that I have read, I have found it easy to separate them by authors. I tend to recommend a lot of books to a lot of friends of mine, and I tend to recommend them based upon authors and how they're written. So if I have all of my books together by author, it's easier to kind of lend those out to my friends. The other way I kind of organize, once I have them divided by authors, I have them divided by genre. So all of my fantasy books are together, my contemporary books are together, my historical fiction books are together. Again, as I'm recommending them to friends, it's easier to find them that way. Plus, it looks really pretty when they're all together. Readers, get more out of your reading life this year with the 2018 Modern Mrs. Darcy Reading Challenge. We are entering our eighth year of helping readers get more out of their reading lives. The goal of the 2018 challenge is to read amazing books. To do that, you need amazing books and time to read them. We can help. 
visit Anne's blog, that's me, Modern Mrs. Darcy at modernmrsdarcy.com slash reading dash challenge dash 2018 to get the details. We've created 12 categories this year designed to give you the best possible reading experience, and we've created free downloadable tools for you that are pretty, practical, and all kinds of motivating. We hope you'll join us for our 2018 challenge. Sign up and get your free challenge kit at modernmrsdarcy.com slash reading dash challenge dash 2018. That's a little awkward, but I know you can handle it. ModernMrsDarcy.com slash reading dash challenge dash 2018. Happy reading, everyone. Holly also organized herself with her bookish friends in mind. Here she is talking about it. Hey, Anne. I'm Holly Davila, and I live in Houston, Texas. So I'm really excited about this question because I just moved last week. So I had to reorganize my shelves when I got to a new house. And I have built-ins, which is like the best thing in the world. And so my roommates actually let me kind of have full reign over the, the shelves. I was looking at it, and I want my books, and especially on these shelves that everyone can see when they come over, to be the exact perfect connection between beautiful and functional where the books like look lovely to those who don't care to read the titles, but are also like organized in a way that a bookish friend could come over and look at a section and figure out exactly what they wanted. I organized by genre first, YA, classic literature, chiclet slash modern contemporary literature, Christian living, women's stuff, nonfiction stuff I've been reading, Malcolm Gladwell, things like that first. And then hardback and paperback are separated. And then once those shelves are defined, hardback, classic literature, etc., I would then organize them by size if that is there so that like on the shelves, they either ascend or descend by size. So it looks aesthetically um, kind of like the AT&T bars or something, but they're organized to get bigger or to get longer. And I kind of play with that idea of size on the shelf so that when you look at them, they look really nice and symmetrical, but they also like you can walk up to the YA shelf and then look at YA books. So if you're my friend who likes YA, I'll send you to that shelf. And you can borrow them because I don't want books just to be pretty, although they're beautiful always. I want them to also be functional and readable. And I want them to leave my house because I mean, someone else is getting to enjoy them. So that's how I organize my shelves. I love them so much. Sometimes I find myself just staring at them for no reason. Summer emailed me to share how she also keeps the functional and beautiful in mind when she's organizing her shelves. She said that she and her husband have piles of books reflecting their interests in theology, humanities, and psychology. Here's what she said. Because we have so many types of books, I organize strictly by genre or topic. We have topics for literature, fixture, creativity and writing, pastoral studies, church fathers, New Testament studies, psychology, philosophy, etc., etc. Within those sections, I keep series and works by the same author together, but then I organize by aesthetic. I cannot stand having two books of the exact same size next to each other unless they're in the same series or by the same author. And I try to alternate hardcover and paperback because I like the way that looks. Because we live in a very small space, I also have multiple TBR stacks, that's to be read if you're uninitiated, in various locations around our apartment. For example, my dresser decor is largely pretty books I haven't read yet. I am an INFJ with my F and T being almost equal. I think my book organization style reflects my almost equal emphasis on the rational and the emotive organization and creativity. Thanks for that, Summer. Next up, we have another reader who separates the book she hasn't read yet from her other titles. In fact, Fiona, who I just talked to at length in episode 110, has a whole room dedicated to her unread titles. She also groups the rest of her collection in a really interesting way. This is Fiona from Sydney, Australia, and I'm just talking about how I organise my bookshelves. Well, for starters, I keep 
all of my books that I haven't read in my bedroom. And so at the moment, there's about 150 of them and I keep them mostly on a vertical shelf where you kind of have shelves which can stack about five books high. The problem is the top shelf is open up to the ceiling and so that shelf can get up to 20 books high and can sometimes wobble a little. So I've got books all over a side table as well. So it's probably not the best system and I've been trying to read them down, but you know, I just keep buying books. So my main bookshelves that I have, I have a heap of Ikea bookshelves and how I've arranged them is one of the double bookshelves is full of kids' books and I primarily do uh, sort those by paperbacks and then hardbacks and then I have all of the non-fiction books together. Now the books that I keep for myself, I normally give away a lot of books but books that I think I may reread, I keep and how I've arranged those is I've got women authors over a couple of shelves, then I've got books in translation on another shelf and then I have Australian books on another shelf. And then not to uh, forget the men, I have male English writers on a shelf, male American writers on a shelf, and then I have a heap of Christian books. And then I have one other bookshelf, just to quickly get this in, that's kind of a display shelf. So I've picked my favourite books, which are some Jasper Fords and some Barbara Pims, which look absolutely gorgeous. So I keep those in a colour order, just for display through the glass doors. And then I have a heap of just black books with gold writing that look amazing on another shelf. And and then I have a heap of um, kids illustrated kind of 12 inch by 12 inch books that sit on another shelf that look beautiful. It's so enticing to sit in that little nook and read and look at the shelves. When we asked you all about your bookshelves, I wasn't quite sure what to expect. Something I really loved was hearing about all the interesting designated shelves you all kept. Here's Danielle talking about her special shelves. Hi, Anne. My name is Danielle and I'm from Toronto, Ontario, Canada. My bookshelf is by far my most prized possession in my home. Before my present bookshelf, I used to have some rickety old thing that literally had to be propped up by my books and was better suited for a bathroom. It was horrible. So I take a lot of pride in organizing my bookshelf now and I absolutely love what it looks like. So for the most part, it is color coordinated. I like to group them in, you know, their color groups and put them so that they look like the gradient colors, you know, fading from light blue to deep blue to indigo. And I I adore it. However, there are two bookshelves that I don't organize that way. The first is whenever I go to a new destination in the world, I like to collect a travel book. So I have one whole bookshelf dedicated to my travels and I absolutely love it. I even have a moleskin that is a travel journal and it's perfect and I have maps and other souvenirs from my travels that associate with those books on that shelf. And I hope that one day it'll take up two shelves. Uh, So the second shelf that I organize differently than color coordination is my shelf of books full of books that have yet to be read. So whether they're from the library or a friend or ones that I've purchased on my own, they go directly on the shelf so that I can find them quickly for my next book to read. I was finding that when I was blending them in the color coordination, I was losing them and I would, you know, go several months without just without finding that book again. So to me, it made sense to just group them all together for quick reading. And once I'm done with them, that's when I place them within their color grouping. We heard from several readers who said digital and non-book tools were key to their bookshelf organization method. Here's an email I got from Susie, who relies on Goodreads for this. She says, One of my biggest issues I had as a book collector, not a hoarder, like my boyfriend calls me, was buying books I already owned. I was able to create a shelf for all my own books, that's on Goodreads, and when I purchase a new book or seven, I immediately add them. And here's Erin talking about her method. 
Hi, I'm Erin Henry from Statesboro, Georgia. I organize my books on shelf by type, so fiction and nonfiction separate, and then subtypes like sci-fi, fantasy, YA. In nonfiction, I separate out just by what the author writes about theology or psychology. But my favorite way I organize is with my to-be-read list. I have a giant corkboard, and I write out all my books on these tiny pieces of paper and tack them on there. I separate fiction and nonfiction, and then I write under there whether I have them on my Kindle or if I own them in hardback or if I need to buy them. And I usually write in the corner who recommended them. So I even have MMD for Modern Mrs. Darcy for the ones I get off this podcast. And then they're arranged again by type with sci-fi and YA, dystopia, etc. But um, it's been wonderful, and the corkboard makes me happy every time I look at it. A couple of you hinted at how important the actual physical shelves were for holding your book collection. Here's Katie on her beautiful, but no, I'll let her tell you about it. Hi, Anne. It is Katie Early from Louisville, Kentucky. My books are organized alphabetically, author last name, but also by genre. I have three bookshelves pushed together. The first bookshelf is fiction. The second bookshelf has a shelf for poetry and plays, a shelf for religion, a shelf that has a small travel section, and a small section for Jane Austen nonfiction. (laughs) That might be my favorite nerd section of my bookshelf, is that there is a section just for nonfiction on my most beloved Jane Austen. And then the third bookshelf, the top shelf is references, anthologies, and dictionaries. And then below that is nonfiction. I don't think I have enough books to totally break out and do some more refined categories, but I've considered doing a memoir shelf, young adult, and middle grade shelves. I think as my oldest gets more into your chapter books, we might have to find a way to better work those into the shelves, but that's our system right now. That's how I organize my books, and my thing that I have realized I am passionate about book organization-wise that I didn't realize until it was a bit too late, is that when it comes to getting bookshelves for a lot of books, you really do need to get practical bookshelves. I get a lot of compliments about how pretty my bookshelves are, and they are really pretty, but they are not standard bookshelves. They do not have sides. They do not have backs. It would be really great if I was just wanting to organize a few books and showcase some plants and family photographs, but the amount of finagling I have to do with bookends to get them all sitting up straight is a huge drawback in retrospect. They, they cost a little too much to just go ahead and switch back to some normal bookshelves quite yet, but definitely it's in my five-year plan to ditch those and get some proper bookcases. And... I feel very passionate about how people should organize their books. Mostly, I think I'm passionate against the movement to organize your books by color because how do you find anything? If you own more than 10 books, you need to be able to find things. And that brings us to an interesting point. Of all the readers we heard from, the most passionate responses were about color. Michelle DeRusha emailed me to say, I love organizing my books by color because it looks divine, but I curse my own system every time I am trying to find a title I need. That's especially interesting to me because Michelle DeRusha had a great book come out in 2017 called Katerina and Luther, and it is my very favorite shade of blue green on my shelf, and it makes me want to group all that color title together. So I get it. 
And here's Liz talking about her color-based method and what her book club thinks about it. Hi, Anne. It's Liz here in Wichita, Kansas, and I currently organize my books by color. However, this is much to the chagrin of people in my book club because I remove the dust jackets and recycle them, and people were a little astonished that I do that. But they're my books, my shelves, my rules, so that's what I do. However, some of them in the book club did have a good idea that I should maybe donate the book jackets to librarians that could use them for decoration. So I think that makes it unique because I don't have those dust jackets on, and because having them by color gives them a pop. The Harry Potter, particularly without um, book jackets, are particularly beautiful. Um, it works for me because it makes me stop and look at my books. I've alphabetized by title or I have sorted by genre in the past. However, I could quickly get a book. But by doing it by color, it makes me really stop and look and think about the books I have on my shelf. And it makes me just take a moment to appreciate all the books that I have and also helps me take a moment to see if there's anything I need to weed out and donate that I'm no longer using or if there's a book that I really want a friend to borrow or if it's something that I want to reread. Next, we're going to hear from my friend, Emily Freeman. That was Emily you heard in the cold open at the very beginning of this episode, and I'm so glad she's sharing more about her system here. Emily's a big fan of organizing by color, at least for her own shelves. For a very specific reason, I'll let her tell you about herself. All of my books, I don't have every single white book in one spot. But on each bookshelf, that's how I organize them. For example, my books that I have on writing and creativity and like work type of books, they are all together. But on the shelf that they're together on, they're organized by color. And the reason is because when I think of a book, if I'm like, oh, I need to go find the art of slow writing, I remember the color of the spine or the color of the cover, which is, by the way, it causes me a little bit of stress when the color of the spine is different from the color of the cover, which sometimes happens, but I can generally find it. I think of the color and what the book looks like first before I think of who the author is. So organizing by like author last name, like a bookstore would do or whatever, that would not help me at all. I wouldn't be able to find anything. But I do, you know, for those type of books, like work and productivity and creativity and that type of stuff, those are kind of on the same shelf, organized by color. Then I do all the other books that I have. So it's like its own kind of books section in my office area. And then other books, like whether it's fiction books, nonfiction books, memoir, all those, I sort of have two places. They won't all fit on one shelf. So I have, I have probably three different shelves in my living room where those exist, but they're not like side by side shelves. If they were, it might be a little easier. But so within those shelves, I put hardback books all together and those will be by color. And then I have another shelf of paperbacks and those will be by color. The other thing is there are some series, for example, Harry Potter that I keep together. So those are not like, I'm going to have chamber of secrets over on this on this shelf and then book five is over on this shelf i'm no i'm not doing that so if it's a if it's like a series that happens to be all different colors i will keep those together but then a lot of times series are the same like madeline lingle's the four the crosswick journals i think it's called those are all white so they all get to stay together and it's like happy it it all works it's magical same with melanie shankle has three books that are sort of a series they're all white spines i was 
confused and surprised when my second book that I wrote for teen girls called Graceful had two colors on the spine. There was white and there was blue or yellow, I think. And I had someone ask me who knew I did my books by color. She was like, so where's that going to go on your shelf? White or yellow? And so I have to think in terms of like my own brain. Now it's not going to make sense to anybody else, but I have to think if I were going to go look for that book. Now that's my own book. So it's a little different. Sometimes I just keep my own books together. Like I have, I've written four. So I'll keep those together on a shelf, even though they're not, you know, all the same spine color. But that one, I just have to think like, if I were going to go looking for that book, what color would I think of? Where, where would I look? Now it's not where somebody else would look and it might not match perfectly. So I think I keep my book that has dual. I just picked one of the two spine colors and put it there. It always bothers me when people, I mean, it doesn't bother me. It bothers me like in a way that like Instagram comments bother me, not like in a real life way. But when people question the system based on how they think, which is perfectly understandable, but then they apply how they think like, well, how do you find anything then if it's not alphabetical order or if it's not by title or if it's not by genre? And I, I want to say, well, that I don't think by genre. I don't think by title. I think by color. I think in color. Um, and I think in color in other parts of life too, because I have synesthesia, but I like, I think in terms of color, like names have color numbers have color, letters have colors in my head. And so of course books have colors. I don't even question it. It doesn't even make sense to do it any other way. I look at it and it feels like an unresolved um, musical chord when I look at a bookshelf that is not organized in a color way. It's so weird. Readers, last week, Laura Vanderkam blew me away with her story of reading War and Peace in the grocery checkout line on her iPhone with the Kindle app. Then this week, I found myself waiting at a kid's activity and I didn't have my book with me. I thought I was going to have time to go home and pick one up and I did not. I typically read physical books because I really like to hold them in my hands, but in a pinch, I rely on my e-reader or in this case, my iPhone. Did you know that we publish a list of ebook deals every day on my blog, Modern Mrs. Darcy, so you can stock your Kindle or iPhone against just such an emergency. These are books that we pick that are on sale and typically $1.99 or less, and we pick them all by hand every day based on what we like in the Modern Mrs. Darcy universe. It's not an exhaustive list of everything cheap or free for your Nook or Kindle. It is quality books available at a great value. These are books that we think you, What Should I Read Next listeners, and Modern Mrs. Darcy readers will enjoy. Check out today's list at bit.ly slash mmddeals. Then either save that bookmark to your phone or sign up for our email list to be delivered by email every morning so you'll always have a list of ebook deals at the ready. For when you want to read War and Peace on the checkout line or end up at your kid's haircut with no book to read. Again, that's bit.ly slash mmddeals for a curated list of ebooks on sale. bit.ly slash capital M, capital M, capital D, deals for that curated list of ebooks on sale. We heard from a lot of readers who organize their shelves in interesting ways. Mary Kelly Branning emailed me to say, my personal shelves are organized by how much I love the books. I have one shelf full of books I would recommend to anyone. Another shelf is just meh. My friend Ginger, who some of you know is the community manager for the Modern Mrs. Darcy Book Club, shocked me when she told me she organizes by trivial pursuit categories because I didn't know that was something people could do. Here she is explaining how she does it. I organize my books according to a modified trivial pursuit category system. The traditional categories are geography, entertainment, history, sports and leisure, science and nature, and arts and literature. 
I've gravitated arts books over to an arts and entertainment combined section. So literature stands alone. Art books go well with entertainment and literature by far takes up the most space on my shelves. Of course, each of my categories have different ratios and not every book fits perfectly in one category. For example, I include theology books with my history section. There's a good bit of overlap there and that's typically where I have some space. And I include books on books in my sports and leisure section because reading is my primary leisure. I find this format gives just enough structure, especially with nonfiction, but not quite so much breakdown as say the Dewey Decimal classification. I have to admit, the Trivial Pursuit idea isn't original to me, but I can't remember where I first heard it. I've been doing it this way for more than 10 years, and it works well for my home library. And readers, now it's my turn to talk about my shelves. This could be a novel, although probably not a very interesting one, but this is definitely still a work in progress for me. And it has changed a ton over the years. In fact, I just changed it a month ago because I had been pulling a ton of books off the shelves for research and I hadn't been shelving them promptly. And then I'd been shoving them too quickly and they were a mess and I couldn't find anything. And it was not a happy situation. So I will spare you the entire history of how I've organized my bookshelves over the years, but I'm not kidding when I say it's changed a bunch. A few years ago, I fell in love with the look of organized books by color and I tried it and I really loved it. And I'll answer the question I know some of you are asking in your minds. I could still find things just fine as long as the jackets were on. I discovered in the process of doing this that I have very visual memory and I could remember what the book looked like. But then I removed the dust covers and I couldn't find anything anymore. And my book collection kept growing and so I had more books to search through when I was looking for a certain title and that just made things worse. So when we moved about a year ago, like so many of you, I took the opportunity to start over and I reorganized. Now I shelf fiction in loose alphabetical order. So I put all the B's together and all the C's together, but Baker doesn't necessarily go before Brooks, doesn't necessarily go before Burnett. And I arrange them within the letter to kind of look good. And this is going to sound ridiculous, but I used to shelve jacketed books separately from books with no jackets, strictly for aesthetic reasons. But just about a month ago, I put all the jackets I still had back on my books and shelved all the fiction together, mostly exceptions are coming. So I realize dust cover talk can get contentious in a group of passionate readers. So let me try to make all of you mad at once. I prefer the look of no dust covers, but it's so much easier for me to find my books if I leave them on because my brain insists on remembering the color of the jacket, not the color of the spine. And since I'm constantly pulling books off my shelves for one reason or another, for reference or to loan to a friend or because I want to remember what the author says in the acknowledgments, it's important to me that I be able to find my books. My nonfiction is by genre, although I'm considering going full on Dewey Decimal there because it's basically a fancy way of sorting by genre that makes sense. But I do have a few other shelves that shake up my general alphabetical and genre guidelines. I have a favorite shelf of books I really, really love. I have a shelf of books that we've read together in the Modern Mrs. Darcy Book Club. And I have a friends and family shelf, which is about to become two because it is exploding all over the place. And I've also grouped pretty collections of classics together because they look so pretty. And I have a small shelf of books I want to read soonish that I don't want to forget about. I post photos of my bookshelves on a pretty regular basis, especially on my personal account at Ann Bogle on Instagram. That's Ann with an E, B as in books, O-G-E-L. And sometimes I post these on the show Instagram at what should I read next. I'll share photos there this week and I will keep you posted if I shake up my organizational system again.
Readers, I hope you enjoyed our special episode today. Please head to the podcast site for today's show notes, including the links we talked about and a few pictures of reader bookshelves. That page is at whatshouldireadnextpodcast.com slash 113. Whenever we put together these special episodes, we always ask our newsletter subscribers to chime in first. To get in on the fun, go to whatshouldireadnextpodcast.com slash newsletter and get on the list. If you're on Twitter, let me know there at Ann Bogle. That is Ann with an E, B as in books, O-G-E-L. Tag us on Instagram to share what you are reading. You can find me there at Ann Bogle and at What Should I Read Next. Readers, that's it for this episode. Thanks so much for listening. And as Reiner Maria Rilke said, ah, how good it is to be among people who are reading. Happy reading, everyone.